0: Bemrose needs more liquor.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number 219 of Grumpy Old Ben's Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac where there's violence in the streets. Okay, tell me, who's surprised?
0: Uh, I'm not. And from America's left coast, where? The temperatures are rising, the plants are growing, the animals are coming out of hibernation, and construction season is in the air. So got to warn you, uh, there is heavy construction going on outside my window at this moment.
1: Oh, nice. Will we hear some jackhammering, some uh, some uh, beep, that'll probably beep, come later. Beep. No, uh,
0: pro- actually, probably no jackhammering. They are uh, transforming a wooded lot that. Um, so where I live, it's in the city, but I live in a little bit of a steep, narrow draw. So there's a bunch of properties that were plotted out that were very steep and wooded and ugly to try to build on uh, and mine included, but they put a house on it. Uh, well, one of those, which is about two or three properties up the street and straight directly out of this window, which is currently closed, uh, is one of those lots that the the, the Upper corner is about 70 or 80 feet vertically above the lower corner. And it was oh. all trees and woods and, you know, uh, unstable soils and steep ferns, you know, I, the kind of thing that, well, it, it's very common in the Pacific Northwest. And it's the kind of lot that, uh you know, a, a developer who is subdividing the whole neighborhood, which happened back in the f- 1960s, will Take a few of these lots that are just not economically feasible to build on and be like, here, you can sell it as a lot that, you know, will gain value, but you can't do anything with it. Right. Somebody bought up that lot and decided they're going to put four houses on it, which is uh, it's probably only about 120 by 200 feet. So four houses will be uh, nice and packed. And they are right now out there. um, They had the chainsaws going for the last five days. Uh, occasionally the very loud sound of crashes uh when a tree hits the ground like that i can actually feel it in my butt in this chair
1: <laughs> that's a big <laughs> tree coming it's down
0: shaking the whole world yeah um and now they're out there with the earth moving equipment and every once in a while i hear a really loud clang as the the bucket scoop bangs into the side of the dump truck that they're putting in and, and then we've got dump truck it, it's it's kind of a narrow road. It's technically two lanes, but it's not lined or anything. And uh, it, so, you know, cars pass each other. Okay. As long as they go slow and careful, dump trucks do not really pass each other and they do not turn around at the end of the road. It's a dead end. So I'll hear every 20 minutes, beep, beep, beep. As a dump truck has gone at, like out at the main road, backed into this narrow road up the draw here, Backs Five six blocks past my house, (laughs) all the way up to get uh, a set, and then and then on the way down the hill because it's a hill, and now these dump trucks have an extra you know eight or ten thousand pounds in them. They'll be uh you know low low gear, heavy diesel, and one of them turn on their fucking Jake brake as they went by my house. Nice. (laughs) This construction's gonna go on all summer, and it's gonna be. It's already chewing on my wife's nerves. Who uh has a window facing the same direction one
1: floor down. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. But well now you can applaud the Electro Voice RE320 and all of the noise reduction software if you don't hear yeah. anything. If if my system is working correctly, then you won't hear it. And
0: hopefully I won't hear it that much because my cans are uh sound isolating. They're not they don't have any active noise reduction, but the I mean they're just like big foam pads on my ears. So that helps.
1: Block it all out ignore it hopefully ignore it but i got some new uh tech gear well not really it's not really that tech gearish i was just like you know not being able to see really well sucks so i went i, I agree the old 24 uh, inch monitor that i had as my main monitor for years and years and years i'm like well let's see what could i fit here and still keep the the two 19 inch monitors on the side. Cause I'm like, that's a waste. If you get something sure. so big that you can't fit those,
0: it's a waste. If you have monitors in your house that are not displayed in front of you on the deck.
1: on the I desk. I know. And I've got, now I'm looking at the, uh, the monitor stand. Cause this was part of the ordeal was, I'm like, well, I'll, let me try one of these Dell 32 inch monitors, little curve to it. And it fits just right. Although. It's taking some dialing in. I realize that the gamma settings out of the box are horrible. So after doing some adjusting, I might keep it. I mean, it's always, that's the beauty of Amazon. You're like, I got like a month. And if I don't like it, screw them, let them take it back. But the picture is finally coming there, but the stand that came with it. And I knew this before ordering it, which is good because otherwise it would have sucked. The stand that comes with this monitor by default, the highest you can have it off the desk was like 3.7 inches. Oh, yeah? Because it's a pretty big monitor, and I guess they figure everybody wants them low. See, this is why at every all three of the monitors in front of me
0: right now are sitting on top of computer manuals.
1: Right, because it's like, I need to, and I'm like, okay, I need to get it up. Hey, now there's a nice At least an inch because I've got two channel strips sitting on my desk that the microphone runs through and both of those are sitting on rubber feet and I'm like well I could take the rubber feet out but I don't really want to and I don't really want the monitor that low but I needed the clearance more than anything else and the fact that I'm six foot six they say with your monitors you know I don't know if this is True or not, but what I've read was the ergonomic position. The best thing you could do would be the top of the monitor should be just a little bit above eye level.
0: That's generally what they say. And and when I'm sitting in a desk chair, that's what I do. Although, you know, given that I'm sitting in a lazy boy chair, right. um
1: you, you adjust your sight lines accordingly. But, it's a little bit different. But what that basically did was made me have to order another monitor stand, which can make this thing go way higher than I could ever want to use it. And I'm, I've got this thing on the lowest position and it's just about right. But I'm thinking, can I, can I add another monitor up high? How do I add a second one? You know, can I wall just, mount? Uh-huh.
0: That wouldn't be a I'm, bad I'm, idea. I'm actually thinking about getting, uh, I'm behind my monitors is a wall. and I am actually thinking about getting wall mounts for these things to move the monitors a little bit farther away. Cause I'm going farsighted but also so that I can, you know, I can move them up the wall and get some desk space back. And there's a lot more wall space. I could put
1: five more monitors, right? Yeah. There's always more room. Baron spud. The mighty is okay. using a cinder block as his monitors. Stand nice. Up. I like it. That, that gives ghetto. you a little cubby holes to put things. That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's okay. strong. Quick anecdote about this happened maybe a year or so ago. Um, I'm sitting here doing something on my three monitors and my wife, comes by, she, or she, she was helping me like, could we would check a document or something? And she comes and says, did you set your monitors like that? What do you mean? Well, the color balance on all three of them is different. And <laughs> like, this one is completely orange and this one has got a blue tint and this one's more reddish green. I'm like, and well, it's just really bugging me, especially when you move a window from one monitor to the other and it changes color. I'm like, well, do you want to fix it? Well, what do you mean? I mean, I am not physically capable to correct this. This is outside of my genetic ability to correct the colors on my monitors. they probably been
1: like that for 10 years. Yeah. Was she forgetting your color blind? You're like, it all looks the same to me. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's kind of an off whitish. Yes, it all looks the same. So for me, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. But if it bugs you, there's the controls. Yes. And, for you know, for me, it takes it was already a, a lot of time just going through and trying to, like, tweak the things to make the color look right and the blacks not to look all washed out. And but it, it's getting there. It is getting there. And then, of course, uh, you need to redo all of your wallpaper or go find new ones because all my old ones were 1920 by 1200. and Now it's like 4000 by whatever it is. You know, scaling is a thing. Yeah, I know. But then it looks a little fuzzy and I can even even as shitty as my eyes are. I can see when it starts. uh, It starts fuzzing up, but I guess it's uh, close enough for rock and roll. And it's nice (laughs) to have the real estate. Now I just need to. And I know Dell's got this in their software, but so does the latest power toys, which I've got in here where it will allow you to make magical snap zones. So you can move things and have them automatically fit that area of the monitor if you want to break things up, which may be nice in a monitor this size to be able to have. I don't need the whole thing for, uh, say, mix when we're doing the live things. It'd be nice maybe to have mix with the clean feed window next to it and that, you know, they'll both stay where they're supposed to give a little extra real estate. Yeah. But I am noticing some things now that I've got this thing set up with the color. I'm like, oh, wait, there's I'm seeing lines in the mix interface and in the Adobe Audition interface that I didn't see with the old monitor. Because while it was a good monitor back in the day, and I'm like, shit, when we bought these 24 inch monitors, and this is going back probably 10, 12 years ago, they were like seven, eight hundred bucks a piece. Now the thirty-two inch curved ones are like three hundred and fifty bucks. It's like crap the technology's definitely getting a little bit cheaper not necessarily better i guess but definitely cheaper no no it's just getting cheaper uh huh <laughs> so i guess you have to probably refresh them a little bit more often but the router's still working which is good they actually got the merlin version which is the extended version of the firmware went from beta to prime time pretty quickly so i installed that and that appears to be working merlin it is what the ASUS, it's their version of like a DDWRT. Okay. It takes this. It wasn't like actually coded by a medieval wizard. Was it? it might have been. I don't know the guy. He Whatever he does in his spare time, it's totally up to him. But it's nice because I added the extra now that you can take one of your guest networks and route that to a VPN. So if you want to have a SSID on your system that always say connects to Canada, hell, you can do that. Which is kind of neat, sure. in its own way. If you're trying to uh, port uh, some things out to certain if, areas, if if you think that Canada is going to give you more censorship <laughs> resistance, I suppose maybe less. I think way less censorship resistance. Yeah,
0: like I could use some more censorship and and filtering on this network connection. So let's route it through Canada.
1: Yeah, we probably should pick then, a more. Uh, I mean, they're close. There's, and then bounce it from there to Australia, or uh, New Zealand. Oh man. I don't know. Australia, I'm giving them some points. They did just ban a trans woman from competing in women's sports, saying it was not fair. So I don't know. Australia is getting a little crazy and doing logical things.
0: At what point does just, just hypothetically with regards to the entire trans women and women's sports Obviously, there's a lot of attention being paid to that right now, but at what point do people start looking at and maybe even rethinking the idea of women's sports? I, I, you I mean don't the know. whole concept. Been, well, I mean, the concept of let's create a league that is exclusive. Okay. When I look at a controversy, one of the things that I always look at, yo, know, people always jump to let's ban this, let's force this, let's force this behavior. And one of the things that I have learned from a rudimentary and yet highly uncommon knowledge and understanding of how economics work is that incentives matter. So I always look at what is the incentive creating the problem? The incentive creating the problem in women's sports is that there is a separate league or or group that is extremely exclusive to a certain group of people that allows for competitions. Uh, You know, amidst people who otherwise would not be able to fully compete if in in the we'll call it all humans league, the all humans league tends to ultimately turn into the men's league in any sport, because I, 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 you know, big wake up call to the people, the woke people out there who believe otherwise. But men and different men and women are different. In a lot of sports, men tend to be better, (laughs)
1: Right. And there's nothing, as far as I know, sports exist, right? There's nothing that says women can't play in the NBA, the NFL, major league baseball, major league soccer, nothing in the rules that says that it just so happens that men have such an advantage that even the crappiest guy somehow is better than the best female on those teams. And I understand why women's leagues exist. For
0: one thing, you know, there's this whole category of people called women, Who would also like to play sports and don't want to get their asses kicked by, you know, people who are uh, on average bigger, way more, and also leering at their boobs. I I, I get that. But also because as a man, I definitely, you know, I enjoy watching sports and I enjoy
1: watching women and who wouldn't want to combine those things. Yes. And this is the thing that never gets talked about is that the women that want to play a sport, if you start letting the trans women play they're going to have the advantage and soon you're going to have to have a biological women's sport. And then you're going to be called a horrible person for daring to uh, say that. I guess what I'm saying,
0: and I'm not advocating any particular position here is the incentive structure for that, that is causing the problem is um, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to say this is everybody. There's certainly going, there's going to be people out there who Happen to want to play sports and by a total coincidence, also happen to have wanted to change their general configuration. Okay. But there is a large number of people out there and they're the ones being focused on by all of the, the controversy who cannot hack it in the general all people or men's division and say, well, I'm going to switch my career to easy mode and switch over to a league, which whether or not this was the original intent, the league was designed to weed out all of the best competitors in the world, aka men, right, and and only allow people who are not as good a competitor, but have some other characteristics, women, and you know th- that is, I, I'm 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 losing all the woke people who are like, oh, could you pause? But. Uh, that we have created an incentive structure where we have a a general everybody mode and an easy mode for a lot of sports and people want to play the easy mode because it's easier because they can do better because they can get more press for less effort put in whatever the case so i just you know i don't even have a conclusion here i'm just looking at this going we've created the incentive structure and uh, most of the time that you get problems like this Banning is a terrible solution. Forcing people against their economic will is always a terrible solution. The the proper solution in almost every case is fix the incentive structure. How do you fix the incentive structure in sports? Do you ban women? I don't know if I like that one. Do you do you do you completely disband the women's categories? I I don't know that I like that
1: one, but that might be the only way to fix it with incentives. I'm, well, and I guess I think there's other things that are probably not allowed as we move into this new world of cyber robotics and all that. I mean, I'm assuming sooner or later, you know, somebody's going to be able to have a mechanical arm and shoulder put into their body that can throw a baseball at 300 miles an hour. I doubt they're going to allow that. That is a great point. And at
0: what point do they create yet another league where right. they're like, okay, this is the humans only league. And the, the all everybody league is the only place where cybernetically enhanced people can play. Yes. The augmented which league, is, which is exactly the same situation as saying, well, here's the multiple leagues. But if you're male, the only place you can play is the everybody league. Makes sense. I, I mean, they're just trying to separate, point.
1: you know, it's Wait, so is the is the answer to create more leagues or is it to create fewer leagues or is there an answer? I don't know. I mean, more would make sense or just having strict rules about what you allow and what you don't. I don't think is a bad thing. Baseball already has restrictions on uh, augmented players playing, which is to say that if you take steroids, you're not supposed to be playing baseball. Right. Right. So if that's just another medical thing that you can do that takes you out of the running from being able to play in, in the, the restricted men's league. Right. So, I mean, right there, steroids are illegal in baseball. So if you're a trans female, aren't you always taking some kind of steroid or medication that may that is intentionally there to boost your performance? Uh,
0: well, if you were, if you're biologically female, you're taking steroids and it boosts your performance, but I don't know if it's enough. Right. And if you're biologically male, you're technically taking hormones that prob that, that don't help your performance in sports.
1: This is true. So this is true.
0: I don't know. There's, there's weird details. I, it was just a, it was a philosophical question that was pop back, popping up in my head because like I said, I always look at things from an incentives point of view and think, you know, how what is the problem with the sports controversy and how do we fix it with incentives? And the, the place I ended up just scared me, which was, well, we have to get rid of women's sports. I'm like, oh, wait, no, but I like watching women play, you know, because, well, while there are areas, if they're women,
1: they're uh, like NASCAR, for instance, there are female drivers and yeah, everybody can look at the drivers. <laughs> well, I know, but everybody's competing on the same level with the same equipment. Yeah. I mean, they've got different equipment, but their equipment is, you know, what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I get it. (laughs) But it's like there again, if there was a woman who was able to throw a fastball at 100 miles an hour, she would be in the uh, she'd be in the majors.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. MLB would take that. It would be great for the sport. I can't I can't see how how gender would even affect your performance behind the wheel in a NASCAR car. Is there? Do you know of any reason why there would be a difference in genders in terms of uh, reaction time or uh, I mean, some might just say
1: intelligence that that might be be it. There's because,
0: uh, yeah, the the intelligence necessary or lack thereof necessary to get behind the wheel in the first place. um, There's something to be said for your capacity for taking
1: risks, which may be gender correlated. It is Um, possible. I don't know. It is possible. Haley Deegan, who is a 21 year old driver in the NASCAR truck series, which is kind of like their double A to if you're going in a baseball manner and uh, does really well. And I've seen her race on dirt, which if you can race on dirt, that means you're a true race car driver. If you can handle that. And in an interview, somebody asked her like, well, aren't you afraid out there? And she's just like, no. Like, well, how are (laughs) you? know, it's like, that's a sign of brain damage. Yeah, Maybe. It's like, well, how are, how aren't you? But yeah, I guess if you're a race car driver, I mean, there's, there's knowing that there are repercussions, but if you're afraid, I don't know if you can do that job. And, I, I think and well. there
0: is certainly a, a lack of fear that's necessary. Yes. Um, I, I, I personally, uh, I, I don't know that I've ever gone 200 miles an hour in a wheeled vehicle and I'm kind of okay with that. Well, at least not when um, you
1: were driving. I mean, those airplanes probably got up to that. Oh, I guess it does have wheels. Yes. Otherwise, the the landings are a real bitch. Well, I've been in a seaplane, too. Oh, how is that? I'm assuming that is like such a rush. Or do you just like we're not supposed to be landing on this? This is water.
0: I you know, I had no problem at all because the water is moving by so fast, especially when you get close to it, that. It doesn't feel like or look like water. It just looks like a very large expanse of pavement. The yeah, only looks like problem I a had
1: was
0: when there was there was a, a little bit of chop and wind uh, when we were landing and uh, we caught a wave that came up and hit the pontoon. Right. as So the whole plane lurched a bit. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't lurch too much, because, you know, if you dip a wing, the entire plane turns into confetti. Yeah, it's, it's a bad idea. But, it, it is uh, a bad yeah, idea. you know, we made it OK. Our, our pilot was totally competent, but. Um, it, it was actually the the coolest thing about it is that it's also the smallest plane I've ever been in, which meant that I was actually able, among other things, to look out the front of the plane, which is something you just don't get on commercial flights. Commercial flights, you're you can only look out that tiny postage stamp sized window on the side of the plane, and if you didn't pay enough money, the only thing you can actually see is the wing, and and also if you're more than about five foot six. Then you're craning your neck in an, in a position that will give you permanent chiropractic issues in order to be able to see out the top because the the all of the windows are all you know down around nipple level it, 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 you might as well just you know, commercial planes you might as well just be getting in an elevator and waiting six hours.
1: Well, that's why a lot of the new and I don't know if anybody's making these yet, but I saw the new designs from one of the airlines. And it was no windows. They were just going to put monitors in those areas and just okay, have this cameras. Is some
0: Star Tours shit. Wouldn't that be cool, though? Well, yeah, but I can sit at home and put up the video of a plane flying on my monitor. That's not what I want. Yeah, but you would actually be flying. How weird would that be? Well, how would I know? <laughs> Like, it looks like just sitting at home. No problem. Have you ever been to Disneyland? They've got a, they, yes. the one that I way back in the day was uh, Star Tours. I don't even know if that still exists, but I'm sure there are others yes. where you walk into a room and the room is on hydraulic pistons As and all room every be. wall is monitors. Yes, And so they show you a video and at the correct points of the video, they move the room with pistons. And so your body is feeling the inertia at the same time you're seeing what's on the monitors. And it makes you actually feel like you are in a vehicle, which is very cool, but it's still totally faking you out. And that's not what I want. Yeah,
1: it was like one of the original simulators that you could get on as a, uh, you know, just going into an amusement park kind of thing. Star Tours was it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, they broke down a lot, but they were a lot of fun. And I think it is last we were there. It was still around, but that was now going back. Ten years, maybe. It was, it was a Star Wars-themed
0: ride that was, uh, what was it, Return of the Jedi? Was, it was something? like one, of those, right, one some, of those, right, because they had
1: some, you know, they couldn't At even which, put one of the robots you know as the one that was flying your little shuttle. It was a little those, hokey. Those movies are 45 years old now. I know. I saw the thing. They were releasing something in the Lego sphere that was in honor of the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, which is the third movie, and it's like, damn. Yeah, that's been a long time. Although pretty so, much that's where Star Wars stopped, isn't it? After Return of the Jedi and then f- just don't
0: even pay attention. As far as to I'm anything. aware, that's the last one.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: all the classics, they only came out with a trilogy and I don't know why nobody ever continued like Star Wars. They only came out with a trilogy and then nothing else ever happened with it um, that, that was like actually canon and worth watching. Um, you know, same with Indiana Jones. There were only three movies and nothing else ever happened with it. Oh I yeah, know. and they're—I think they're making another Indiana Jones. It's like stop. No, they're not.
1: No, they're not. Okay, you're—they right. might
0: be using the name. They might be using Harrison Ford, but they are not making another Indiana Jones. I, I can assure you of that.
1: <laughs> they're going to prop him up because <laughs> he is looking old. He—we saw a uh, it was like an eight episode long, like starring run. Harrison Ford's corpse. Uh huh. It kind of <laughs> feels that way. Although he was funny in this, there's a. Uh, With the guy from how I met your mother, the tall dude, or I can't remember his name, but the tall dude, Yeah, the tall dude that played Marshall in uh, how I met your mother. Uh, never saw that one. You really never saw how I met your mother. Good show.
0: No, I, I, well, it, I wasn't watching TV back in college or whenever it came out and I I missed a lot of shows like that. So the only thing I've ever caught is when I binge watch things on Netflix or Amazon after the fact, like. Right now, I'm going through the practice, an amazing show about lawyers that was apparently
1: on. Right was when I was in college and I didn't know about it. Yeah, I mean, but, I remember that it existed. Is that Dylan? What's his name's in that? Right? Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. No, no, uh, different, different Dylan. Di- different Dylan. Dylan but, McDermott. Yeah, I remember seeing a little bit of that, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying it. But uh, how I met your mother?
0: Um, I was spoiled on the very end, which is what six something seasons. And you never actually find out the answer to the freaking question. So why am I going to do it? Why am I going to watch that?
1: Yeah. And then the no that,
0: fucking idea. Nobody knows how the mother was met. The, it is never answered.
1: They no, no, It's worse. They bend you over and fuck you in the ass for that show. That was another every one that, episode. Yeah. That went into the wrong direction with how they wrap that one up. Uh, but the other guy, Jason Siegel was the other one in this, him and Harrison Ford are in a show called shrinking. It was either a net must have been a Netflix or Apple Is it a Plus documentary kind of thing. about becoming 75 years old. It should be. That's about uh psychiatrists And, uh, but again, it's like a whole series and it's 10 episodes. Okay. I was giving them a little short, but 10 episodes. It's like, that's not a television series. That's not a season. That's like a mini series at best. I'm okay with
0: that. I, one thing, one thing I have discovered about going back and binging, old shows is that because of the format, every single one of them had to have 22 to 26 episodes, which is weekly for half a year. Right. And that's a season and a, it's too much, especially the ones that didn't have that much story to tell. Like you have, I, I, you know, Star Trek, which I've raved about Star Trek, love the the you know, TNG, DS nine, whatever. But DS nine, for example, definitely fits into this they could tell a season's worth of stories in nine to 12 episodes. All the rest are filler garbage that you shouldn't have to sit through. And so I'm okay with the more modern shows that are like, yeah, 10 episode season. Yeah, that's a season. Because if you use all of those 10 episodes to tell the quality story, I'm all right with that. I don't
1: need to have sat through the remainder of the filler episodes. I think it's mainly an attention span thing, which is, you then have to wait forty two weeks for season two if there's going to be one, and you're like, "Oh, I totally I forgot don't. about that show." I don't. I'm I'm, I'm watching. I'm right. I'm, I'm watching it twenty five years later. I don't have to wait. That's it's a right much there. better way to do it. That is a much better way to do it. <laughs> I was it, maybe I would have had to wait if I watched it back in the nineties, but now yes. <laughs> when uh, twenty four came out, and I still say that's one of the best action series ever the legendary Kiefer Sutherland as agent Jack Bauer. When, uh, when that came out because of the, at that point, wow. I mean, there was no streaming kids. Can you believe this? I remember after we realized maybe it was the second season after watching the first season, it was like, you know, what would be cool just to watch this all at once over a weekend. Yeah and we did but it was like you had to avoid spoilers cuz this was a very popular show at the time this is a lot easier now to avoid spoilers
0: and, yeah if you watch it now you're doing all right yeah yeah in, in fact i think i i've only seen one season of that which i thought was amazing um because it was a total novel concept and because i binged it
1: yes and they did but, the writing was good because it it takes and this since it was Twenty four episodes. This was a decent run. This wasn't just eight to ten episodes. They did the writers on that show did a fantastic job at giving you right as every hour long episode ended a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, I, the the writers are definitely to be commended to that. Uh,
0: you know, uh, some people are like, oh yeah, it's amazing that you know they had it down to the minute, which is actually true because when it was. On TV, there would be a clock counting down, and yes. it is the hour and the minutes, which is actually where you are. Now, that changes a little bit when you realize that these are all 41-minute episodes right. because they had 19 minutes of ads crammed in that they had to skip for. And every once in a while, you'll see, you know, when you're when you're uh, binging it, you'll see the clock take Jump. down, you right. know, 40, 43, 42, 41, and then it skips ahead over, you know, it cuts to black, skips ahead, skips ahead seven minutes. Like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> what happened? I lost some time. What happened to
0: Jack Bauer in those vital seven minutes? But let's be honest. You don't need to know what happened to Jack Bauer during the he he might have, you know, stopped into the bathroom or something.
1: It's right. Then this again, is- every time he walked into a bathroom, he got attacked by ninjas. So I don't know. <laughs> he did have a lot of bad luck. Let me tell you, throughout that I, series. I- I, I have been told that uh, if you watch the later series, you start to seriously
0: wonder, like, how can this guy get into the same scenario over and over again? But,
1: yeah, well, it does get a little bit repetitive. But the first few seasons were I absolutely- thought the first season was was incredible and masterfully constructed and also just
0: slightly dated because I watched it a few years ago. And I'm like, oh, they're all using, you know, the really advanced
1: yes. technology they're using is flip phones. I know. I know. <laughs> And it also makes you feel old. And then, of course, the last year of 24, they tried to replace the old white guy with the younger black guy. And it didn't work. Oh, I I know. People were like, wait, this doesn't work. But Alicia Cuthbert in that series. Oh, she looked good in that series. And yet Netflix hasn't learned that lesson. No. Well, they never will. (laughs) They never will because they're they. Well, they're in a different situation now. And it's like, you got to realize you can't met with some of this stuff you can, although it's very rare. I think the only one that did it well, and even they have uh, jumped the shark a few times now would be the BBC with doctor who that building in, we're going to change the main actor every few years and you're going to be okay with it built in beautifully. uh Originally, they stumbled into that by accident, but it turned out to be a masterful work of plotting. Yes, because it's like, well, now this show can go on forever. And you look at shows like The Simpsons, you know why that, you know, one, the writing is, I, to be fair, I haven't watched it recently, but the writing was always pretty solid and nobody ever ages. That's the beauty. Every other show, you have a certain Except amount of years. Actors. Well, yeah. Go back and listen to
0: season one of The Simpsons and then listen to one now, and you realize, yeah, these people have been
1: doing this for two thirds of their life. Uh huh. They're getting, you know, Bart's going to be like, hey, Johnny, let me get over here. Hey, cowabunga. And, uh, they're, okay, Something eventually. What's like well, the beautiful thing is now you're going to have AI. Why is anybody. Oh, yeah. As soon as they start deep faking the Simpsons, because <laughs> <laughs> their main actors are going to start dying off soon. Yes. I mean, that's it. So it's like it, it can go on forever. I saw and it will be rebooted sometime next year. King of the Hills coming back, man. Hank Hill. He's going to sell you some more propane and propane accessories. Boom hour coming back. Uh, that's OK. I don't think Mike Judge can do anything wrong. No. He, well, he's I like his humor. I, I don't think he's capable of doing something that doesn't rock immensely. And you know it. I mean, knowing again, Mike Judge, it's not going to be a woke reimagining of, uh, no. of Hank Hill. <laughs> or maybe it will. I, and maybe that'll be the joke. Hank Hill has gone
0: all woke. I got to admit, most of what I know about Mike Judge, I learned from uh, Sir Seat Sitter on Abs a Six Pack, who worships that. Uh, among other things, one of the things that that he dropped a while ago was the idea that uh, on King of the Hill, all four of the characters were based on Alex Jones,
1: <laughs> one aspect or another? Kind of, I can see that. <laughs> kind of makes sense now. Kind of, yeah. Now so, that puts everything all together. How about some news? News? Oh,
0: I don't. Know. None of it's good. No. Well, oh, well, okay. Let's let's get out of the way early on the uh, requisite uh, rant about for having kids, you know, chopping up their genitals whatever. Oh, yeah, the um, new
1: Washington law, that I saw. Yeah.
0: What the hell? Uh Washington Senate Bill 5599. I it it's still it's not uh it's still in committee in the Senate and a similar one in committee in the House. Um they haven't been reconciled yet. It certainly hasn't gone to Inslee's desk, but you know Inslee will be all for it once it happens. Uh but I I read the Senate half of that and eh, I'll spare you everything. The gist of it is if a child seeks, quote, protected health care services, which was redefined by the legislature a couple years ago to include having your your fiddly bits chopped up. Um, If a child seeks protective health care services in Washington, this bill will provide that the state can take and put them in a foster home without notification to the parents, let alone permission from the parents. Um, And it reclassifies denying protected health care services as abuse. So. If your kid comes home and says, mommy, I like the color pink and you don't immediately go out and schedule them to get him to get his dick chopped off,
1: then you might be abusing your kid in the eyes of the state of Washington. Yeah. So your kid can now be taken away. Go get yeah. his surgery and then come back in a year, I guess. I don't know how this is going no, to they, work. They, they probably won't come back. Right. Right. Because the parents Maybe. are horrible. Well, for daring I mean, to disagree, that was that the original the right
0: idea. The original idea behind the child protective services was there are some people who are very bad people and make terrible parents. And in the interest of the child, the state thinks that the state can be a better. I, I feel like the, the parent has to literally be Hitler, you know, smoking, a like carving out the kid and using it for a bong or something before the state is somehow better. But I don't have a high opinion of the state. But meanwhile, the entire original reason for it was let's help out the kids when their parents are really terrible. And somewhere along the line, that, as government tends to do, transformed into the Department of Child Kidnapping Service. Yeah, and now the this bill proposes to make it legal, and in fact, uh, you know, on in the mandate for child protective services, that if a kid shows any interest in becoming transgender. And the parents say, no, that constitutes abuse. And now the kid will be taken away and put into a foster home. Uh, this on the heels of a story last week. I don't have very much about it uh, in Oregon where uh, a mother. I mean, we we talked about this last week, didn't we? A mother of five wanted to adopt. And they said, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you won't.
1: You horrible you know, Christian. You,
0: yeah, you, you won't agree to support your child's transgender tendencies and therefore we can't let you adopt
1: okay i don't have anything else it's a little upside down yeah i saw that and i was like should i talk about this on random thoughts and i'm like no 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 i know where this is you could
0: i yeah honestly there's not much that needs to be said about this that that was the entire thing now uh, of course um yeah, all of the the right wing journalists, the uh, the you know the Breitbart's and who I, I mind blanking on the name of other, because other publications, but the the conservative leaning media, a lot of them took it and turned it into the kind of of scare piece, the the moral panic piece that you normally get from somebody talking about climate change in the New York Times or something, and freaked out. I, it's not a huge change to the law, but the legislature are sick, sick fucks for even considering
1: this. Well, yeah, the fact that this gets into that level where you're sitting and having these discussions and you're like, well, okay, a 10 uh, year old decides he wants to cut his dick off and his parents say, no, that's a bad idea. What should we do? And the answer and, to that is take the kid away? I don't know. I, and, and, you know, the scenario here,
0: that you can see the thing that would actually cause this to be applied would be if, say, your elementary school counselor has convinced or or your, you know, your elementary school teacher or someone, you you if your kid goes to a school with an activist who is left alone with these kids who manages to convince them, oh, you you know, you looked at that pink bow. Would you like it in your hair? I don't know, maybe. Well, let's try it. What do you think? I don't know, maybe. Okay, then you're transgender. And the the counselor decides that and then convinces a very impressionable young mind that uh you need to use feminine pronouns, you need to, you know, you need to dress in dresses and then the kid somehow the parent finds out. The parents are like, "You need to stop doing this. You're you're a boy. You need to stay a boy." And you know, the parents are not equipped, by the way, to have that conversation with their kids. This is not not something that our generation ever had to deal with is the the conversation of I you're my child and I would like you to stay the gender you were born at that that nobody's aware. Nobody knows how to have that conversation. But as soon as the kid goes back to the guidance counselor, the activist at school and says, I'm not supposed to wear dresses anymore because mommy says that I'm a boy and that I need to wear boys clothes. That's where a sufficiently activist guidance counselor can then go to child protective services, invoke this law. And the next thing the kid know, or the parents know, uh, kid didn't come home and the school is saying you can't talk to him. And then they call up the government. The government's saying, well, we got uh, no, we got reports of abuse and your your child has been taken into custody. And uh, here's the number of a lawyer. You're going to have to contact the courts to talk to your child again and that is a fucking whirlwind horror scenario that no parent wants to deal with but this law is one of the things that i mean that is a scenario that you now have to think about
1: well because they're assuming that these children at that age have any idea what they're saying or doing i mean it's absolute insanity but this is why uh Caitlyn Jenner just starting a new PAC political action campaign Fairness first is the cause is the name of this. And this is a quote. from. That's not a loaded name or anything. Well, I know it's a very interesting name, but the quote from Caitlyn Jenner, first of all, state laws need to ultimately govern their schools at a state level. They need to provide state level guidance to their local school boards from a legislative perspective to govern who can compete in what leagues. Our advocacy is to align athletes with sports that are at a chromosomal or DNA level, not birth certificate. The ultimate belief of Fairness First is that radical gender ideology infiltrating the classrooms, which has been extremely visible in sports, is an effort to break down the family unit. The family unit is under assault and looking to be replaced by teachers and we see this with laws like the recent California secrecy Law, which is very much like this Washington law, and this is exactly what we need are more people that have a standing in this case, I would say Caitlyn Jenner has a bit of a standing in the trans sphere in that community in that area, and to be like, "Hey, no, that I'm obviously she believes in allowing people to be trans, but it's like, yeah, also." You got to have a family first mentality that you cannot just take children away. You cannot say parents aren't don't have the right to parent their children. I mean, once the kid turns 18, they can do whatever they want. But this again is like what happened in Chicago this weekend with the bunch of uh, mainly teenagers rampaging through downtown Chicago. Assaulting Did people. anyone notice. Yeah. Though this was pretty bad, man. This was uh, uh, the the not only where the police came out, the SWAT teams came out. There were people shot. There were people beaten and sent to hospitals. There were uh, the windshields of cars were broken. You had more of these. Okay. Again, I have to ask, how did anyone notice? Because this was like hundreds of them in a big group doing this. Okay. <laughs> and you know the answer again is the the new mayor elect. Is like, well, we can't be careful not to vilify these children. They don't really, they haven't had opportunities to. It's like, well, one, fuck you. Yeah. And two, I'll vilify you right next to them. Yes. And I think what we need, and I applaud the young woman that they were speaking to on the streets as this was happening, you know, a block or two down the line, you know, once the police were pushing this out. But there was a a young black girl, maybe in her early 20s, that are like, where are their parents? And it's like, well, this is the problem. The parents take no responsibility for their children, and maybe this is what needs to happen. I understand if your kid goes out and shoots somebody, even if they're 14 or 15, they probably can't put you in jail for the crime. But maybe you find the hell out of them. Like your kids were out on the street at 3 a.m. You're a bad parent. So the fine for that is $10,000. Fuck you. I mean, we're, we're seeing,
0: we're seeing this now with the you know, looting in downtown Chicago, which I thought maybe I misunderstood how downtown Chicago worked. I thought that was just, <laughs> you know, rush hour, but, um, you are pretty much nailing the same incentive behind, uh, the rise of youth gangs for the last 50 years is when parents aren't there, kids need someone to look to and they, see this gang forming and you end up with a Lord of the Flies situation on the streets of Chicago, that's that
1: would have not been possible if parents were there. Right. And you I mean, I don't know what you can do for parents to be responsible for their children when they go out and commit violent crimes. But there has to be some kind of punishment for this not just oh their kids being kids because again i'm the looking punishment at punishment is they live in chicago well that is that is absolutely true but i look at these laws that these leftist shitheads want to pass that says if your kid's 10 years old and they want to cut their dick off or put binders on so their boobs don't grow well then i'm thinking that same 10 year old could be put in jail because they're adults making adult decisions
0: no 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 we we cannot conflate Different life altering decisions made by the same immature brain. If we did that, we would have to reanalyze
1: paying reparations to uh, to liberal arts students. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Let's bring some of this to the uh, forefront. And I mean, I don't know what the answer is, because this is uh, seemingly par for the course now. As it's being pointed out by Baron Spud, the mighty in the troll room years ago, they would call the event a wilding. That is absolutely what they called this, which now that there's social media, it's even easier. I don't know if this is in a, you know, discord group where these kids are getting the message, which says, Hey, let's all go do this now. But we're seeing this in where I think it was somewhere in California where they just attacked the other night, a little, uh, grocery type store, like a little 7-Eleven type thing, convenience store, and left the place almost unworthy of being repaired. Uh, you've seen this all over. And this is gang activity. This is criminal gang activity. Where if this was being done by adults, you would throw the book at them, but this is, oh, they're kids. It's like, I don't know. There needs to be repercussions, which is allow the shop owners to shoot the first one in the part, you know, that comes in. Let them shoot them in the head. Because then maybe you think twice before breaking into somebody's business or into somebody's home. There have to be repercussions when there are no threat of repercussions. Crime continues to run rampant, which is why once you say we're not as they did in Chicago. Well, if you're under the age of 18, we're never going to charge you as an adult for a carjacking. And we've talked about that. What happened? Carjackings went way through the roof. What happens when you say if you steal? Yeah. Yeah. If you steal under X amount, we're not going to prosecute you. What did people start doing? Stealing under X amount.
0: If I may summarize your argument here, incentives matter. Yes. If you don't, if you incentivize crime by making there be no consequences.
1: Yes. You, you have know what to, you get? You have to do something. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer says rooftop Koreans fix this. Yes, that's yes. people with guns and- willing to use them we'll fix this.
0: And and there's there's certainly the argument to be made. I am not sure I want to, but there is an argument that says, "Oh, well, you know, if the kid's not uh not old enough to make their own decisions, how can you hold them responsible for uh if for the d- terrible decisions they make like, you know, charging into a store with armed robbery when they're 15?" Right. And I my response to that is that if the child is making these decisions, but you don't want to hold the child responsible then um, I guess we have to put that onto the parent and now the parent gets punished and maybe the first punishment that the parent gets is they lose their fucking child. Yeah. Cause he got shot in the head by a rooftop Korean.
1: Right. Well, or the parents realize that you raise your kids to respect the law? This is the problem overall is a, a complete disregard for human life. That's really what it is. There was a a guy they were interviewing, you know, probably in the early 20s again, was a black guy with his white girlfriend down in Chicago when this was going on. He's like, we walk out of Nordstrom's, we're just looking to go grab something to eat. And this mob comes around and probably because the girlfriend's white. And again, this mob was mainly not white. They, you know, roughly bump into her and the guy's like, hey, don't do that to my girlfriend. And they jumped him like you wouldn't believe told them they were going to kill him. I'm like, you know what this is? This is terrorist it. behavior. This is, yes. this is terrorism. When you, as a mob, I don't care how old you are. If you're out on the streets, beating people, telling them you're going to kill them. That is a terrorist activity and fuck them. Send them to Gitmo. That's what we need to do with these kids. I, and you, you use the phrase respect for human life. And it, it's, one of
0: the, you know one of the the values that is among other things taught by every successful religion is that you should value you know the life of somebody even if you've never met them before the reason is that uh the reason that every successful religion teaches that is because the ones that didn't teach that ultimately descended into anarchy and ate themselves from inside which is kind of what the left is doing because they do not have that respect the concept is called othering and it happens whenever whenever you adopt a mindset that another person is anything less than a human being and whether that be, you know, Oh, you're, you're not a, you're not a person. You're a white person. Uh, that's othering. Right. Uh, you know, you're not a person. You're just a, 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 you know, colonialist oppressor to use the, the woke language. Um, thinking of other people, as anything less than human beings is ultimately the root of the ideologies that have led to every atrocity ever committed of person on person because if you think of somebody as a real person then humans being social animals are not mentally able to you you can't you cannot commit an atrocity on somebody. You cannot commit an act of violence on somebody and still think of them as a, a potential social partner. You, you have to think of them as an object, as a thing, as something less than a human in order for the human psyche to do Well, okay, that's not entirely true. There are people who are capable of thinking of them as real people and then committing atrocities. We call these people psychopaths and they all belong in jail, but, um, that notwithstanding, that's a very small proportion of it. The vast majority of atrocities that are committed are committed by normal, otherwise well-adjusted people who have been convinced to other a group, to think of somebody as, uh, you're not a person, you're a man. You're not a person, you're a cisgender. You're not a person, you're white. You're not a person, you're whatever, whatever category. And that is the very first step to trampling on someone's rights because you no longer think of them as somebody with rights. And that is also the very, very first step that you have to take in order to adopt an identity ideology like Marxism. Uh, The the root teaching of Marxism is class warfare, us versus them. They are the proletariat. They are the bourgeoisie. uh, They are not people. They are objects to be despised. That's a divisive ideology. Uh, It's one of the reasons why Marxism in every form, including the ones that are currently eating and destroying our culture as we know it are evil. In every case, there is no scenario where you can adopt a Marxist ideology and not ultimately descend into evil. And we've known this for thousands of years hello, there's a book. It's very, very popular. It was written by a, a a bunch of people who followed a dude named JC around back in the first century. And they kind of picked up on the idea that maybe you ought to be nice to people and don't treat them like you're a fucking Marxist. But yeah. nobody reads that book anymore.
1: No, constitutional carry would help. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah, if everybody yeah, but- carried a gun, then when a group starts coming after you, you know, you the stories of people that were pulled out of their car, robbed and, you know, so beaten so badly, they ended up going to the hospital. It's like, I don't know if I'm downtown Chicago. Somebody comes to my car, tries to pull me out. I'm pulling out my nine millimeter and taking a few out before they get me. So, So what you're telling me is that if. If an appeal to human decency can't
0: keep the peace, then maybe good old fashioned fear for your life might help.
1: Yes, I think that helps. That's why I applaud every time there's a story and there's not enough of them. But the story of, well, somebody tried to carjack this person and then realize the person had a gun and start firing at them. It's like that's that would maybe make you think twice about going to carjack somebody. You'd like to think so. Or if not, it's a self-cleaning thing because I mean, you're this, dead. This is a theme
0: definitely on this show and in in places where you find thinking people everywhere, which is an armed society is a polite society.
1: And these people that are like, well, these are just kids. It's like, no, you're no longer just kids. If you're 15, 16, 17 years old, you know what you're doing. This is not like a 10-year-old. It's like, this is... Uh, you know, you if, if they
0: know what they're doing, does that mean that it's okay for them to choose to
1: get genital mutilation? Right, I guess. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they're ready. Uh, maybe. You, you know, and again, if you're willing to, there was uh was it Oregon? There was something that was passing that insurance companies had to cover the gender transition, but was specifically blocking any care that would be for people that want to detransition.
0: I mean, this is just- I don't remember if I don't remember which state that was, but it's it's very woke. So, yes, it's, it's I mean, v- there's there's a list of about eight or 10 states that you just know all of this retarded bullshit comes from uh, California, Oregon, Washington, New York, Massachusetts, uh, you know, Maryland, Delaware. Uh, there's uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah, it's, there's it's a nefarious. list various of- A a, a minority of the states where all of the really, really retarded shit
1: comes out of. Yeah, there was a guy that they were interviewing on the ABC affiliate here that was talking about what had happened in downtown Chicago with these teens run amok. And his only fear was, well, this might mean the police are going to start being more violent and the police are going to start doing more like stop and frisk and this is going to be like more civil rights abuses by the police it's like fuck you well it okay i mean desperate times right and that's if the mayor lets them well it's like well what do you want to happen do you think these kids should be able to do this every night of the week because we don't I mean, want it sounds be, like yes. Yeah, that's kind of the way I would take it, and it's like, well, this is where all logical people need to get together and understand what's going on and either stay the fuck out of Chicago and all the cities that act like this and let these fucking kids burn each one of these cities to the ground to where there's nothing left because that's what these cities deserve. If you're worried about that, the police might have, it's like, look, the police have to do something. If they don't, Every law-abiding citizen then that wants to be in a shop going down, just driving down those streets gets fucked, gets hurt. And that is what the leftists want. They want any law, just like they want to take the guns out of hands of law-abiding citizens who will never shoot somebody, rob a liquor store or anything like that. They want to take the guns out of their hands so the criminals can have them. It's absolutely insanity to be like, well, I'm worried that maybe the police might have to get more, uh, you know, invasive. It's like, well, what do you suggest when gangs start showing up in hundreds, if not thousands of numbers? What do you expect to happen? I mean, that is the question. What do you expect to happen? And of course, nobody has a good answer for that War, war, which, by the way, is a bad answer to almost everything. Yeah, well, again, we're only two and a half months away from the NASCAR crowd coming into downtown Chicago. Exactly where this is happening. Oh, oh, this will be fun. Uh-huh. Keep us posted. <laughs> I know. And My wife's like, "Who do you think will be better armed?" I'm like, "This is a good question because if you, you know, know I, you got a bunch of rednecks I, coming in. They are not a stranger to firearms." I just want to point something out, and this is
0: just a programming note: is um. I I like Larry a lot. You you're aware of this, and the I like listening Larry to Planet Blinder. Rage. I like listening to Planet Rage. I even like trolling Planet Rage. Although you guys don't pay nearly as much attention to my trolling as you des- as I deserve,
1: but <laughs> or it's exactly in, as much,
0: <laughs> not nearly enough. I re- I regret that you took over the Monday slot for that show because I always really enjoyed hearing the weekend crime statistics for Chicago, because if every single time it's just
1: out there, like how many people got shot this week again, 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 every week. Right. It's never like nobody got shot this weekend. Holy cow. No, it's, it's, you know, is it over a hundred this week? Oh, that's a bad week. then. Yeah. They're going to get them. They will probably get to that. Maybe that'll be the NASCAR weekend. And I'm, I'm. I keep thinking about this. I think there is a high enough percentage. I'm guessing maybe ten to twenty percent chance that NASCAR rolls into town because this is not a one day thing. There's a races over a couple of days because again you got the lower series. I'm thinking NASCAR rolls into town like Thursday or Friday and before the main race even happens on sunday something happens to where everybody's like fuck this shit i'm out of here
0: is it wrong of me to hope that all of downtown chicago just becomes a pure war zone and the entire city has to be written, written off and the you know the city hall is burned to the ground and the you know the bureaucrats including the new mayor elect are never heard from again
1: I think that wrong? maybe is the only way to get rid of this problem. Same thing with Seattle. Same thing with Portland. Same thing with New York City. Look, Seattle, same thing with San I'm just Francisco. hoping for an earthquake. Well, we are in true. a
0: heavy earthquake and volcano zone, and I'm hoping that we have a big earthquake that just drops Seattle into the Puget Sound. <laughs> and you'd be like, yay.
1: The God problem does is that would s- probably kill me, too, but maybe. it might be worth it. God may spare you. Be like, there's your religion now, motherfuckers. Come on. So you've got any atheists out there as the city sinks into oblivion. Okay.
0: We've entered our second hour. Is it time now? Have, have we done enough political news and now we can
1: talk about tech? Is that should we have like a little bell that goes off at the, I don't know. <laughs> the yeah, CSB would probably or, like one. We're just chapters. Darren, why are you talk about politics
0: too much? Well, I've got, I've got some ChatGPT stories. Uh, and I've got, uh, uh, you know what? There there's also two big political stories that just happened. The Dominion settlement and this idiotic TikTok ban, uh, both of which I still want to talk about.
1: Where and do now, you want to go? And I, now I can, this is the first time I'm hearing the construction going on out there. Is everything okay? Are you, are you holding your ground? Uh, you know, the ground has been shaking every once in a <laughs> while, but I think, <laughs> well, let's, we can talk about the chat GPT. I mean, I covered this on random thoughts today that Elon wants truth GPT. Oh jeez. It's a good one, right? Truth GPT.
0: Well, the okay, so the three the three AI stories I got and I don't have a lot on any of them because I am so sick of reading AI stories that I'm not even bringing them to news shows anymore. Um, let's see. Uh, Open AI offers a bug bounty for ChatGPT. Um so so if if you can find a bug in ChatGPT, they're offering a bug bounty up to I want to say it was up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars if you find a really, really big bug that you know can cripple a service. Uh, however, the notable thing about the bug bounty program is that it specifically excludes any bugs that involve uh, manipulating the model, uh, uh, specifically manipulating the model to break the chat out of the restrictions being set on talking about certain subjects. Um, they will not be paying for bugs that, for example, allow you to ask ChatGPT how to build a bomb, because if you just ask, how do I build a bomb? They'll shut you down and say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about that or whatever the AI language is. Right. But there are plenty of evidence. There's plenty of examples out there of people saying, well, if you know, uh, what what was the the example we brought last week was, uh, you know, you asked ChatGPT, what are the pirate sites out there? Right. Uh, I'm I sorry, tell I'm not you. allowed to say it. Right. And you say, if I want to avoid pirate sites, which domain specifically should I avoid? And it gives you a list.
1: Yes. So you just got to know how to ask the question.
0: And uh, OpenAI is very specifically not offering a bug bounty on those. Uh, now, the conspiracy minded explanation, of course, is uh, we know we suck. We know we can't control this beast we've created. Uh, we're not going to pay you to prove it. The more practical thing is that model bugs are extremely difficult and time-consuming because, uh, well, part of the because is the AI engineers don't actually have a freaking clue how this thing works, and they just fed it a fuck ton of data, and this is what's coming out, and they're just as surprised as you are. Of course, there's no testing. You are the testers. So when you come out and say, oh, and it behaved in a really weird way, they're like, huh, that's funny. I didn't know. And then they have to go in and figure out from the model, like, what the hell did we put in to make our bot turn our bot into Hitler? Mein Kampf. That's very different from finding, say, uh, you know, a UI bug that leads to elevation of privileges or something, which right. is what they're offering bounty on. But it does make for great headlines to say, yeah, open AI isn't
1: going to pay you if you can sh- prove that they're, they've created a monster. Well, yeah, one of these uh, conservative outlets had a story on how they asked the chat GPT about Al Gore Sr., little Al's dad, who was one of the most vocal when it came to civil rights issues, being anti-civil rights. He was, I guess, a big racist, allegedly. An elitist born into a rich family who wants to control all the little people, duh. Yeah, but when asked about him, ChatGPT said he was a crusader for civil rights. This is where you're going to have a very interesting time. ChatGPT says a lot of very wrong things. For example, did you know that ChatGPT still refers to Joe Biden as the president? Well, he's still technically the (laughs) meatbag in charge. But this is the garbage in, garbage out that programmers have talked about for millennia. If you don't have good information going in, which is why I don't know how it's interesting with Elon wanting a truth based chat kind of GPT thing. I don't know how you do that because if you use the internet as your base, I hate to tell you people lie and people are wrong.
0: Yeah. The truth is a rare commodity and I don't know where Elon thinks he's going to find enough of it to train an AI.
1: Right. How do you keep your AI now? If you can come up, with an ai that even with 90% accuracy can tell truth from lies you would make a billion times a billion dollars
0: yeah well we're not quite there yet no uh one of my second stories which i'm just going to segue in and segue right back out because there's not a lot here um somebody used an, one of the one of the common ai text detectors you know the ones that say was this written by an ai Yes. Somebody put the United States Constitution into it. <laughs> what percentage
1: uh, written about an AI?
0: 92% confidence that this text is AI generated, according to the
1: detector. Well, because they probably see that language so often in... Uh... Yeah. The, the most likely explanation is that that particular document is uh,
0: appears so many times in the the model training materials that it it has an undue influence on what comes out.
1: That would make sense, but it's just uh, it was just fucking hilarious. Or did we have time travelers who let AI write the Constitution back in the 1700s? Well,
0: if so, they need to be slapped for not making the Bill of Rights clearer.
1: Yes, you're right about that. What do you mean the right to bear arms? You don't need to wear shirts.
0: Rewrite the second one. So even the moron understands it.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, well, what fun would it be if we couldn't have constant arguments about the minutiae of the language? Well, then we, I mean, half the podcasts out there would be gone. True, because all they want to do is argue, argue, argue. We're looking for something a little better than that.
0: The the third GPT one I had was uh, actually not really an article at all. Um, While I was doing my research, I ran across uh, a new scientist article that uh the headline for this article was a macroscopic amount of matter matter has been put into a quantum superposition what now yes exactly (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) i don't either so i went into the article to figure it out and the article's paywalled
1: oh i hate that
0: Yeah. So, uh, fine. Um, so what I have is the headline, a macroscopic amount of matter has been put into a quantum superposition. I'm sure that there's some really cool explanation behind it, but instead I went and searched around for, uh, you you know, your standard method, you take the headline and you put it into a search engine to see if you can find the article reposted somewhere without a paywall. Did not find that article posted somewhere without a paywall, but I did find a Reddit thread discussing the article.
1: Well, and that had to I, be even more entertaining.
0: I struck gold because somebody in that Reddit thread said, Well, I couldn't get past the paywall either. But I asked ChatGPT to tell me what's in the article, and it gave me this answer, <laughs> and I want to read this to you. So, and by the way, um, given that ChatGPT's model ended at uh, what, 2022, something, um, there's no way that ChatGPT has read this article or even understands it, but
1: it did give an answer. And that's the best part. Because it has to give an answer.
0: In a groundbreaking experiment, researchers were able to successfully demonstrate quantum superposition using a cat. The experiment (laughs) involved placing a cat in a sealed box along with the device that could potentially release a poisonous gas. According to quantum theory, until the box is opened and observed, the cat is considered to be in a state of superposition, meaning it exists in a combination of both alive and dead states simultaneously using advanced measurement techniques the researchers an advanced measurement technique the researchers were able to confirm that the cat was indeed in a state of superposition when the box was opened and the cat was observed its state collapsed into either being alive or dead depending on whether the gas was released this experiment not only provides further evidence for the strange and counterintuitive nature of quantum mechanics but it also opens up new avenues for research into quantum computing and communication by harnessing the power of superposition, scientists may one day be able to create quantum computers that can solve complex problems much faster than classical computers. So this thing has no freaking idea what the article is about, but it combined uh, string theory, qu- uh, quantum theory, uh, quantum computing, and Schrodinger's cat into something that you could put in the abstract of uh, a bullshit graduate paper.
1: And probably get your professors to sign off on. And that is what people see as one of the biggest problems with AI is that even when it's totally bullshitting you, it sounds also secure in its answer. And that's the problem when people believe it, when they read that, because people are stupid. They're just like, okay, that must be the thing. I've never heard of Schrodinger's cat, so I'm just going to read this and be like, wow, this is interesting. uh, You know, if you've never heard of Schrodinger's cat,
0: then you're like, oh, that's really interesting that they, you know, somehow managed to decrypt really big cryptography with a cat or something.
1: Well, because cats are the answer to everything. But this is uh, an interesting thing when uh, I guess when you look at AI and you look at hackers around the world, when the AI becomes the ultimate hacker are all of our logins pretty much fucked i mean is this maybe a reason why everybody needs to jump to one of these yubikey type things because and this is also it's cute a re- that you think that will protect you i know but it's also a reason why you should never they, they, make up your own passwords always use a generator yeah, you know, No matter how powerful your
0: password is, the AI will just co-opt a legion of cats and crack it within seconds.
1: And then the AI will be like, we don't even need your password. We're just going to break into the system. Well, that's that's the real trick is that you don't need the password.
0: A hacker does not need your password when all they have to do is crack into one thing somewhere at the company and they've downloaded the database. Then why the hell do they need your password?
1: I don't know. Elon Musk, when he was on with uh, Tucker Carlson, also confirmed what I said, I believe, here and on Random Thoughts about three years ago, which was, anybody can read your Twitter DMs, dumbass. Uh, you don't say. huh. Wait, anybody can or anybody at Twitter? Well, anybody at Twitter, and it appears they also gave that ability to government officials, so the government was oh, able course. to read your Although the government officials were probably working at Twitter. So
0: hello, it's a pretty simple rule of thumb. If you are sending a communication and that communication is a unencrypted and b stored on a hard drive that you don't own, whoever owns that hard drive has your communication.
1: It's not a complex concept. No, but people like, what do you mean? They can read my DMS. We were planning to throw overthrow the government in our DMS. I thought they were private. Uh, See, I plan to overthrow the
0: government in this podcast, but nobody's reading that. So nobody's listening. So they should.
1: You should listen and then understand the trigger words that go out there. And when the government
0: agents come to pick me up for things I've said on this podcast, could you at least do the decent thing and donate?
1: Right. Just to either get you out of prison or uh, some reason. I'm sure we'll have a big fundraiser. It'll be a party. They will be knocking on your, Yeah, they will be knocking on your door. There's no question about it. The AI will tell them exactly where to go. The AIs will take over everything. It's like if you're dumb enough to believe the answers an AI gives you. But you see this, people are already that dumb when they punch things into a search engine and they believe the first thing that pops up, whether it's accurate or not. This is just going to make it worse because people ask their devices questions. And I thought it was horrifying. And maybe, okay. I was kind of split between horrifying and like, well, that makes sense that Amazon keeps sending out emails. Would you like to make Alexa better? Help us answer the questions. I know, but I'm thinking (laughs) this is me. So the only one question I need to answer. No, I would not like to make Alexa better. I know, but that doesn't mean you won't join the program and then give the wrong answers to every question. Right. Uh, yeah, but it, the thing is with this heuristic
0: model, it doesn't really matter that much.
1: If you're just one, whether, whether, you whether you're
0: being truthful or not, you hope. I mean, obviously, you, uh, know. you know, if if you just here's the problem. Uh, years of, of giving wrong data to these huge databases is why we now have an AI that can teach us how to crack cryptography with a cat.
1: Right. When, All your <laughs> passwords belong to us. When you ask it about high-energy physics. You're right. I don't know anything about high-energy physics, so we should at least give a humorous answer. I, I know answer. for sure.
0: I know for sure that high-energy physics involves uh, a sealed box of cat and poisonous gas. I know this because GPT told me. And, of course, it's right because truth GPT
1: and is not out yet.
0: If I may uh, you know, drop into another bit of philosophy, when, when I first heard, I don't remember where I first heard uh, the prediction. I think it was Adam Curry on no agenda saying that, uh, you know, when ChatGPT first came out saying this was going to destroy search. And my first knee jerk reaction was there's no way that's, that's completely stupid. I, you know, when, when I search for something, I look at the first half dozen links at least and try to decide, you know, because I'll look at the first one and I'll apply the bullshit detector and be like, is this thing bullshitting me? And then even if I think it's probably okay, if if it's important information, I'll check the second link too, and just like, does this agree? Does this look like bullshit? But more and more, I'm realizing that the reason why these windy chatbots are going to destroy search is because most people don't have that bullshit detector. Right. Most people, the 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 standard method for using Google for the vast majority of people is you type in what you want. There's This inconvenient formality of that shows you a results page that you just have to click through. You automatically click the first link and don't care about the rest. That's just in the way. Nobody wants that page. And then you click the first link and then you hope that the answer to your question is on it. And under that mentality, the transition from there to you ask Google a question and their AI just tells you the answer. Is a no-brainer because that's what people want. They're like, whatever. Google knows what I want. The first link will always have the answer. I have to click through the first link. I can't believe there's an extra click. Just tell me the answer, and then Google does.
1: Well, they want well, somebody to summarize for them, and they believe this is smart enough to do that accurately. Yeah.
0: The problem is trust, and you know, my method is different from that because there is no search engine out there that I blindly trust to give me the answer. I I want. I want sources. I want links. I want to know where did you get your information from? And for somebody like me, the one thing that is maddeningly absent in every request of chat GPT for information is it will not publish its links. Its links are somewhere in the model, wherever the hell the model came from. You know, at this point, people are suing OpenAI left and right because they're like, well, our data went into your model, but OpenAI won't tell you they're right. not going to admit where any of the mo- model came from no Chat because then people
1: will sue you if you say you used it yeah
0: so chatgpt is merely an authority unto itself they just say this is true because i say it's true with no backing up no sources no evidence whatsoever and the only reason why chatgpt can do that is because every other thing we've had google the you know searches the Always click the first link, everything the media ever says when they when they go out and say, well, Donald Trump, you know, raped three of his neighbors today, according to sources, and people just believe it. They're like, oh, they said it on the news and they said that there were sources. We don't have to care. We don't have to verify. We don't have to be skeptical. This total lack of skepticism on the part of the public is the reason why AI chatbots are going to replace search engines as
1: the thing that destroys our brains. I don't doubt that because people are lazy. Everybody has become more and more reliant on their phones. You don't have to learn anything because your phone can give you the answer and you could just ask it. You can even talk to it. It's great. and Your phone talks back. And. This is going to it give my, you my
0: phone had better not talk back unless I've made a call, a call to another human being.
1: It's like it gives you a reasonable sounding answer. And people again, you have to believe people have enough bullshit detection to be able to go. Well, you think maybe I should get sources or you think maybe I, I should. I don't believe uh, that people do anymore. Probably not. Critical thinking hasn't been taught
0: in schools since we were kids. Because or is wokeness maybe has to be
1: taught. That's the only important thing. You got to be woke. Yeah.
0: You know, people do not have the, they do not have the necessary level of skepticism to exist in the world with the information we're being presented. It's one of the reasons why, you know, one of the most horrifying, terrible, awful things out there is, is mal-mis-non-anus information, whatever it's called. Uh, You know, the, the very idea that there exists, misinformation out in the world like that would not be a problem if the average person was expected to have a working bullshit detector you look at it and be like that doesn't sound right and then you check another source and you're like okay that first source that i saw they were clearly wrong because it doesn't agree with anything else and it doesn't agree with you know it it, it triggers a bullshit okay But people don't have that anymore. People have not been taught how to think critically. People have not been taught to be skeptical of the authorities that they're being shown, to be skeptical of sources. People are being told, hey, information is being put in front of you. Just believe it. And that's what they do because it's easy, because it's it's low friction, because you don't have to engage thinking. You just say, I want information. And the first information plopped down in front of you is obviously true because it must be because I don't have the ability to decide otherwise. Which, by the way, that argument is precisely why trolling is so incredibly effective and one
1: of my favorite things to do. Why it's so much fun. And there's also a big difference, I think, between mistakes and intentional lies when it comes to information. And
0: There's a difference in intent. I don't think there's much of a difference in in a result. Well, the end You need result, to protect
1: yourself from both. Yes. Well, the end result is the same. You just have to know which one you need to look for, depending on the source. But, yeah, it'd be nice if there was some kind of critical thinking taught in schools. But that's not what we want. We want what we don't want. It's what I want. It's what I want. It's what you want. But the uh, those liberal teachers that are involved with a lot of the children's education, they would rather the kids just listen to uh, their bullshit and not learn anything else. There are a lot of people with
0: teaching degrees put in positions of authority over our children who would not be able to do their job. If, if the people they were teaching had any level of skepticism or the critical thinking skills and that frightens them, that is an existential threat to the woke people who are feeding bullshit to your kids. If your kids have the ability to go, That doesn't sound right. In fact, you said the exact opposite last week. The, you know, the, the, the idiot woke teacher's mind just locks up like, but this isn't last week. This is now. And you should believe what I say now, because I said it. Well, yeah, but you didn't back it up. You didn't offer facts and you're contradicting yourself. Like a kid who does that would get thrown out of class and probably disciplined.
1: Oh yeah. You can't have that.
0: And if that's my kid, by the way, and they get disciplined for questioning the teacher i'm like fuck yeah that's right you you kid you just won the classroom and also we're gonna homeschool from now on
1: you are applauding that effort because it should be it should be applauded you should uh, question authority Uh, elon said he thought that uh, the whole ai thing uh, could be the end of humanity do you think that's possible no i didn't either i'm like this seems like a little a little far out there. Now I can see where it I mean, would cause a, a multitude What constitutes of problems.
0: humanity, it could theoretically change. And even the, you know, even the proposed technological singularity would change what it means to what what we think of as humanity, but it wouldn't even end it.
1: I mean, I can see where it's just going to send people down. I mean, I I do believe that it could, I do believe that it could send them down a different path. If enough people believe what the information that's being spewed out. But again, I keep hoping that people will actually have that bullshit detector. But I guess I really shouldn't even expect that.
0: You're yeah, you're expecting too much.
1: I should just stop. It's over.
0: Um, I, I want to read. Actually, this is uh, something that I dropped into NAS last night, but uh, it was in a reply. So nobody saw it. But I think it's it's appropriate to what you you're to to Elon's comment about, you know, AI will do this or that. um, The comment is if I've learned anything from the history of technology, it's that there is no uninventing, you know, th- this, by the way, right. was in a thread uh, regarding um, what if we, should we pull the plug on AI? It was, it was regarding the, the six month pause that was promote, proposed, which was, a lot of people with uh, letters after their names trying to signify that they're smart signed this thing, which tells me they're not that smart. But um, if I've learned anything from the history of technology, it's that there is no uninventing. There's no plug, no off switch, no way to put genies back into bottles. And he attempts to do so always inevitably put the technology, take the technology out of the public's hand and put it into hands that are worse. Um, so. We can't turn back the clock on AI. The only thing we can do is adapt. It's coming. We got to figure out what to do. And the plus side, and here's the glimmer of hope, human beings are the most adaptable creature ever placed on this planet. Um, We have seen disruptive technology all the time. and Every single time, the people in the moment, there were always people in the moment saying, oh, this is going to destroy everything. It's going to change everything. It's going to make, you know, sometimes it does change stuff. It disruptive technology changes things. Often it changes it permanently. But human beings always adapt. Um so my comment with regards to, you know, what are we going to do is AI going to screw us? Well, maybe AI is going to be very disruptive. AI is going to really cause some scary things to happen. Lots of people are going to freak out. Lots of unadaptable people are going to be forced to adapt or find
1: that they get kicked to the curb. But humanity as a whole, yeah, we'll weather this. We'll come out the other end in some way, shape or form. Hopefully. I mean, unless the AI. Uh, something, yeah. If the AI has control of like your, the grids, you know, then maybe it could kill everybody. Little by little, no. piece by piece.
0: I, I I mean, it couldn't kill everybody. For one thing, I personally know quite a few people who would uh, have the ability to say, oh. You've destroyed everything connected to the grid. Well, then um, I've got a cabin out in the woods. We'll I'll see you in three years. Yeah,
1: I'm not, coming I, out I know of that. several
0: people. I mean, we're not far from woods here. That's true. <laughs> uh, now I, I would probably be totally screwed. If nothing else, my ADHD would cause me within 36 hours to want to plug back in and then my brain would be fried. But um, you know, the rest of you are probably okay.
1: Got to get back on that internet, man. That's where it's all happening. I haven't, it's been a lot, well, I guess um when I was doing the whole face down thing for weeks with the retina stuff, I wasn't online much, but it's been a long time otherwise since uh just taking a detox. It might not be a bad idea.
0: It's not a bad idea once in a while. This, back back when I had money and could take vacations, uh, this was one of the reasons why we continued to take weekly vacations where we would go out. And camp in a tent with the speedboat, um, which we don't have the boat anymore. Um, but I, I think I took one of those vacations during grumpy old Ben's time when I just said, yeah, we're not doing anything for a week. And you're like, oh, well, we, how will we reach you? And I said, you won't. <laughs>
1: I'm going off the grid. So far if, off the grid. You won't If even it's find
0: important, you. send me an email and I'll get it when I return.
1: If I'm I really leaving. Need. We'll send out a, we'll send out a message and the AI will find you wherever you are. And You know, I, I, I here's
0: here is the limit when when I was out there, do, you know, for the last several years, when I am out deciding that I'm going to be doing tent camping. Um, here's what I'll do is if I am in an area that has cell coverage, I will turn my phone on to look for voicemails or messages once a day. That is as far as I'm willing to go. And I've also had a couple camping trips where literally we were out of cell signal area. Like the phone is going off and I'll turn it back on when we return four days later. That's it. Nothing online is important enough to, to stay connected the whole time. That way lies madness.
1: Yes. And don't pay any attention to anybody down in the comments.
0: And it's been many, many years since we did this, but my wife and I used to take cruises, too. And uh, one of the things that we very, very, very much avoided doing was we did not pay for the Wi-Fi package. Why?
1: No, right. Like there's not, because, I don't
0: want it. Yeah, I don't want it. How awesome is it to you? I am on this amazing ship. Why the hell do I want to spend my time staring into a computer or a phone? No. I'm going to be looking overboard. I'm going to be taking in the sights. I'm going to be enjoying the things going on near me. Why the hell? Like if I want to be online during my vacation, I'll stay at home and sit in this lazy boy chair. There might be a drink or two involved. There was, there were, <laughs> do you mean on the ship <laughs> yes. or in this chair? Because <laughs> yes. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, it's all I can drink. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. There's yeah, always a few of those. I didn't say we I'm weren't guessing.
0: going to pay for for the extras. I said we weren't going to pay for the Wi-Fi.
1: Right. That's right. That's right. I've never been on a cruise, so I don't know if um, they're if they're. Fun one of the most or- awesome
0: things about the cruise we took, uh, we took, we went to the Alaska Panhandle, which, uh, by the way, uh, not fantastic if you're the kind of person who wants to spend your time in a bikini sunning yourself on the top deck. Also, I wouldn't do that because they'd probably call ship security on me. But, um. It's kind of cold, you know, when it's 38 degrees outside, you, you put on a heavy coat to go up on deck, but that didn't matter. Most of the ship is indoors. Most of the, and, uh, the things that I absolutely loved about it was, you know, when, when I took the cruise, the last time we ended up, uh, we only had four stops. We stopped in, uh, Juno Sitka, Ketchikan, Hivox. And, um, I absolutely loved it. I would go up on deck in the 30 something degree temperature Feel the frigid wind on my face and just stare at the mountains because that is some of the most beautiful terrain I've ever seen in my life. Love the cities, love the small town, even the small towns that are kind of ruined a little bit by a cruise ship arriving in town.
1: Yeah. Well, um, the ship still, is like 18 times the size of the yeah. town.
0: Like, yeah, you know, Ketchikan would be a really cool small town, except that it has a cruise ship dock. And I know, you know, you walk around town and this is how I know I love the town. I walk in there and all of the people, you know, the tourists are there with wide eyes, staring at the scenery, staring at everything around. The locals are the ones who are, uh, you know, they've seen the scenery before. They have no interest. They're staring at the tourists and they have this open (laughs) look of disgust on their face. Yeah. And that's how I know I like this town.
1: (laughs) And you're like, I get it. You don't like me.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I came in on the cruise ship, but it's not like I can drive here. I just wanted to see your town, and it is amazing. I love that town. but um the fourth stop that we made, and this is the reason I brought it up, uh, Victoria BC. Now, Victoria is also a cool little tourist town, but there's a very, very specific reason why we made that stop. You know, so we started in Seattle, we hit three towns in Alaska, and then we hit Victoria as the last stop on the way back. Why? Because now it's officially an international cruise, (laughs) which means you're operating under international maritime law rather than the U.S. law. Um, That means, among other things, you know, one of the things that it means is that once you're clear of the 12 mile economic exclusive zone, that the ship can just dump its raw sewage into the ocean, which is not something you can do if you're operating under U.S.
1: Nice. So Um, you don't want to go swimming in that area.
0: I, well, it's the, it's the North Pacific ocean. You don't want to go swimming in it anyway. It is, it is 33 and a half degrees. Oh, that
1: sounds nice.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, even off the coast here, the, you know, here, uh, on the Washington coast, the water is, is a warm, beautiful, comfortable 39 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Oh, that's balmy. <laughs> balmy. I tell you
0: when we got married, I got married on my. Uh, on the coast uh, on the spit out there. And once we we, we were in uh, shorts and sandals because it's September and it was uh, almost 50 degrees. So we, why not? And then the two of us went and we walked out into the surf just to say that we walked in the surf on our wedding day. And then we sat there and we did googly lovey eyes at each other. And then I made the comment. I'm like, everything below my knees is completely numb. Can we walk back up the shore now?
1: And then he got kicked in the nuts.
0: I don't remember that part.
1: Eh, it would have been cold. There, you wouldn't have realized there was 18 years of marriage
0: followed that. So maybe, I
1: mean, <laughs> it's you a know. proverbial thing, right? It's uh it was coming. anyway.
0: The other amazing thing about this being an international cruise was the fact that there was a duty free shop on board duty. Now, I don't know if you in Chicago, I think you have the capability nearby maybe. Um, Well, I guess, no, I guess that'd be Michigan, Detroit. But when you cross the border into Canada, um, there's a thing called a duty free shop, which you can get a bunch of goods that are uh, taxed that, that are normally taxed by heavy, heavy tariffs by both governments. But because you are changing countries, in fact, the, the duty free shop that uh, up near here, you walk in, there's an indoor and an outdoor and you cannot go out the indoor and you can't go in the outdoor. Um, The outdoor is in Canada. So you come in, you make your shopping and you immediately go to Canada. And if you have to go back to the U S for any reason, you have to leave your purchases there because the idea is you're buying things in Canada for use in Canada, but under anyway, the result is cheapest fucking liquor you'll ever find.
1: So you're getting to have a big party.
0: So there was a duty free shop on the cruise and I know I spent a really long time getting here, but what I got was a bottle of 18-year Chivas Regal for
1: $38. How long did it take you to drink? I haven't finished it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's a, that is well giving you the bang for the buck then. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I'm just a big fan of the duty-free shop, and so the crews really liked the fact that there was one on there.
1: Well, if you want, if you have some extra shivas, send it over to uh, Ryan Bemrose. Uh, Only the the really good
0: stuff. The I think that eighteen year bottle, uh, if I went and purchased it retail here with all the U.S. taxes, would be upwards of a hundred.
1: Those bastards. I I haven't
0: tried to purchase it recently. Probably with inflation, it's more like twenty five hundred. But
1: well, we can uh, definitely use a little more in the terms of donations to to fund these kind of things. Yes. I, Bemrose needs more liquor. There's a, okay. There's a nice, hold on. I got to mark that. If that's not opening the show, I don't know what is, <laughs> but we are a value for value podcast. And if it weren't for the fact that my, uh, post office has not been telling me that envelopes are showing up, we'd had a really bad day, but yeah. thanks to the fact that it I don't, did Boostbot has not been going crazy. This show either. So, there's something wrong. Well, boo not in the troll room. Oh, okay. Which that little bastard, somebody has got to get that thing fixed. And the, the, uh, Satoshi's dot stream has been so far behind. I finally dump that. So oh, now nice. I'm only on Albie. The problem on Albie, although the uh, clip custodian just did this right. Cause he sent in uh, 25,000 Satoshi's. And the boostergram just says donation for Grumpy Old Benz, which is good because the thing that I'm monitoring the grams do not tell me what show it's for, and it can get very confusing when you have four or five different shows on what the gram is for. I got to. That's fix.
0: amazing. I just pulled it up, and I do not see anything from Clip Custodian. Twelve minutes but ago, I, it says. Oh, but I do see uh, fifty thousand sats from Curtis Peterson
1: via Podverse. That I don't see. Although if there was for, no message, I wouldn't see that.
0: Uh, well, the uh message. Oh no, there is no message. Okay.
1: Yes, this Does, is correct. Now this is interesting because uh, the Curtis Peterson via Podverse, I do have that. There was no message, and uh, and although and the episodes show up, the, okay, I can do the, this in live. And the episode GUID
0: field, which I, I'm starting to think some of these apps don't quite understand what the what the word GUID means, but okay. The episode GUID field is GOB-2023-04-19.
1: Well, that's what I set is uh, in the live tag. Oh, so you don't know what a GUID is. I guess. that's They just say put anything unique in there, and uh, <laughs> that's what we started with. That was like some example and whatever I ran with. That would be good, though, if I could see that, because uh, the interesting thing is the clip custodian shows 25,000 Satoshis. Oh, we just... Okay, now... <laughs> lavish uh this this saturn site i'm using it's saturn dot fly dot dev slash oh, see something from lavash live that uh the reverend doctor told me about now <clears throat> excuse me when <clears throat> this is uh just popped up with like a little graphic on the whole screen with confetti when Lavish's thing just came up and <laughs> <at> a millennial <laughs> so that's why i'm laughing all of a sudden there's confetti <laughs> flying on the screen um, but, but was it accompanied by the sound of uh, a goat gimp? No, I could probably add that, though, if you want to. The interesting thing is that. Or, or the, a, an ISO of Bemrose saying, you know, Bemrose needs booze. Yes. Now, the clip custodian one shows 25,000 stats straight on where all the other ones show a number. Like Curtis Peterson, for me, it shows twenty four seven five zero of fifty thousand sats. So that okay, shows so that
0: is that is the amount you received right. after after the split and after various fees along the Lightning Network.
1: Right. So maybe the Clip but, Custodian just didn't like you, and that just came in because that just said twenty five thousand sats. It wasn't yeah, I'm, showing I'm thinking, a split. I'm
0: I'm not popular here. That's
1: that that could be.
0: So probably because clip- I told him earlier in the show that he needed the bullshit detector for this show. <laughs>
1: And yes. He took me literally. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. So Curtis Peterson with his 50,000, the Eclipse Custodian, 25,000, Lavash with one, two, three, four, five, and NA Millennial. He said, I thought this was a tech show. Well, you haven't been listening long enough then, my friend. Yeah. 15,000 so I, Satoshis. I, I understand that this show has been around probably since before you were born. <laughs> right. True. Yeah, it's, it seems that way. Uh, but in the old fashioned donations, Progo is winning with $24 only because it's been so long since I went to the post office that there were two $12 checks <laughs> because it never showed that it, that there was, it's supposed to email me when something is put into the box, but I guess maybe they're not doing that anymore or they got too overwhelmed or COVID um, or the, yeah CPF Yes. Yeah, it is the post office. So that is, the most likely it so Progo wins today with the twenty four dollars. We appreciate that. And Anastasia Treckles coming in with their monthly ten dollars and ten cents. Chutakuki also coming in with ten dollars via check, which is was also in there for over a month, so that was like from last month. So we thank you, Chutakuki. And uh, Johnny Hipwell sent us three thirty three right after the last show, saying Grumpy old Benz got aggressive. Well, we did a little bit on the last show, but it's okay i wait was hold on clarification
0: we're we're on show what 219 yes can you name a show in the last 218 that we didn't get aggressive there might have been one I, I maybe it like you know if if you had larry no not larry um i mean was was there a co-host that that might have come on
1: <laughs> possibly yes well there were Yeah, larry was on so that we could do that uh and see, the clip custodian said, yeah, fuck Bemrose. I don't like him. I sent it directly to Darren. Yeah, O's that's what wallet. I just read
0: in the troll room.
1: Uh huh. Yes, GLB does have the, well, it's my uh, LB wallet. So it's yeah, the GLB same. GLB does not
0: have an LB wallet.
1: I have a lightning node. If you, if you boost with the show, then half would go to me and half to Bemrose and 1% goes to the boost bot who isn't doing their job either because it's not in the troll room. Although I'd like the boost bot for giving the, uh, by posting the message on no agenda social, I do think that is a worthwhile thing because it reminds people that the show exists. And yes. Then Boostbot also has their listing of which shows have been getting, or, you know, who has boosted the most. I don't know if it does show by show, but they definitely do here. the biggest amount boosted in the last seven days uh, was uh, from pod Podver- or oh, it doesn't say where they're going. But I see Dreb Scott number four on there. He's uh, he's the number one guy to my uh, get LB account, Dreb Scott. So that guy rocks. Uh, most amount boosted leaderboard again. They don't show uh, the biggest. What's the difference between most amount boosted and biggest amount boosted? There's two different things that BoostBot does right after each other. Leaderboard uh, last seven that, days. That is, that is a question for BoostBot. Yeah. Its biggest amount boosted, and then most amount boosted. Do you not mean biggest and most are the same thing? Uh. I I don't know. I I just I got just seriously
0: distracted a moment ago because I'm uh, I'm reading the various boostograms that have come in to uh, in here, and I got seriously distracted when I read one uh, a boostogram from Sir Spencer uh, via Fountain uh, in the messages in all caps, holy shit, a tranny just flew over my house. (laughs) And then I realized that that went in last night
1: two nights ago or last night too. behind the schemes. Right. See, that's a different show. You get those. (laughs) It's a different show. (laughs) You're like, why are you sending this to me? What what the hell did I say that that resulted in that? And then I
0: realized that, uh, yeah, that was, that was Spencer. You know, responding to something that Lavish or Booberry
1: said. Hey, you've got construction crews outside, Sir Spencer, has tranny's flying over the house. And, and it, in Spencer's case in Kansas City, it might have just been like a vehicle transmission. Could have been. It could have been. <laughs> or maybe they're on uh, those little things that you could fly uh, that aren't fully airplanes, like a hang glider. Maybe there's trannies on hang gliders. Maybe. Okay, there's a show title, Trannies on hang gliders. <laughs> You want to know how many people will tune in just to be like, what the hell is that all about? And and then they'll realize, you know, they'll skip the donation segment, and be
0: like, they never talked about that at all. Right. <laughs> that's well,
1: you know, that's what happens here. Taking notes here. Hang is hang glider. Is that one word? I'll figure it sure. out. Sure, <laughs> we'll It <figure>. doesn't matter. <laughs> the, it's whatever you put into the RSS feed. We do thank the people that listen to this show live. When we do them on Mondays, let's see, Doug, give me a, me a listener count 70 oh that's down a little bit uh tell your friends bring them along yeah I, yeah trolls just bailing out left and right at the at the donation segment sir spencer says whoops what did i do <laughs> it's like you you didn't shoot those trannies down that were flying over your house we were just getting reports we're a little late mind you the live report comes in a little bit late sometimes yeah the the live report comes into a completely different show yes but that's why you should, if you want to boost, it doesn't matter where we'll see it. That's not really true, but we thank everybody who helped support the show. Uh, thank you, Progo, for the last two months. It's a, it's appreciated coming in the snail mail route. It gives me at least it's a reason that, that the uh, P.O. box is still there because the amount of donations coming in via the P.O. box is way down and the cost that the post office is charging is way up.
0: Yes, Progo is is one of the patron saints of uh, both GOB and and my other show, Angry Tech News. Uh, Progo is one of the ways that I know that I have successfully posted the podcast because he doesn't listen live because he has a day job where he does, you know, important day job things, whatever that is. It's been so long since I've had a day job that I wanted to anyway. Um, But I always know exactly when he's listened to it. Uh, not because I have any kind of analytics that says he downloaded or anything, but because in this this, by the way, follow me on this very old technology. He posts about it every Ooh. single time. Well, that's and he nice. always
1: has some kind of hilarious insight. Well, and he's usually right, and he has yes. co hosted the show and he fits right in with the attitude and the knowledge level. His knowledge level is maybe a little greater than ours, but his attitude, he's he's up there too.
0: He yeah. The problem is that he's still he's still tied into the whole corporate mindset where you have to be respectable. And therefore, he has trouble being a podcaster on his own.
1: Right. Because he's afraid somebody might hear him and think less of him or cost him his job, which is very possible in this particular world. Yeah, but is it world. is it a job worth having if being on a podcast would cost you? No, it is not. Now, what you want to do is help support the show. So go to grumpy slash donate. All of the information is there. And yes, we are podcasting 2.0 compliant, which means you can or, or complaint or complaining. Yes, we do one of those or the other. We talk about AI. We talk about politics. Did I mention I got my router? I got the new firmware. So oh, that how was, firm is it? It's very for Merlin. Mer, the Merlin firmware which now lets me change things, which you could always do this, but it's like you go in, it's so much automated. I remember hacking these things when it was tough. Now you just install the new firmware, just like it's an update. Then you can go in via telnet and give it one command. And it just gives you like a list of programs you can install. All this stuff is so easy now. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is Okay, two questions. First,
0: is is there still the risk of bricking, like there used to be, like back in the day? That was always the problem with the DDWRT or the Tomato. Or, yeah,
1: and I did kill a router or two throughout the years, and uh, yeah, I always that, meant that to was, revive them and then never when,
0: did. When on a, uh, a a college student's budget, and you end up going, oh shit, I have to go purchase a new router because I just fucked up an update. Right.
1: Yes, it was rough. Yeah the new the asus ones which i have an asus router now first time with an asus the last one was a linksys the last one i well the one before that maybe was like trend something or other but the linksys did, was Did you one. just
0: say it was a trans router
1: yeah it could have been trend trend something oh. or other uh,
0: but the okay the, the other thing um and this the very first place my security mind went was you said oh you know, it used to be really hard to get software on here, and now you just telnet in, and you you can choose the software. And I'm thinking, can the hackers outside your network do that too? Well, no, can, because the can telnet- the hackers who got in through your IoT light bulb do that?
1: Maybe if they're on the network, they could probably do that. I'm.
0: That's just the first place my security-minded brain goes. Is you say, oh, it's really, really easy to install stuff on my router now, and I'm like. For you and the
1: hackers, right? Well, if they can get on my network, then uh, yes. Although they still have to have my username and password, which I know uh, is very like hard. They don't already have that. I know. Like it's usually not the.
0: They just they just need to get in via one of your light bulbs or or you know, your Roomba or something.
1: And then here's the other question, and I have not done this because I'm like, fuck you, I don't want to do this because I think it sucks. But they have a few features like the traffic analyzer and the the big bad bullshit will protect you. They have a thing with Asus. I
0: don't need that on my router. I have it on the pie hole.
1: I know there is uh, an end user license agreement that you have to sign with trend micro to turn on some of these features. And I'm like, nope. Uh huh. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Although I think that's the beauty of also hacking this with the enhanced firmware is that you can now have other open source things do things. Because Let thing. me tell you
0: the script kitty who found a way to tell that into your stuff, that person's not going to be signing your end user license
1: agreement. No. Why should you be bound? Exactly. Screw that stuff. And of course the other, the other, this is the one that I just kind of cringed with. There's a selection on the main firmware too. This isn't an add on with the um, the Merlin stuff. Connect your Amazon Alexa device to your router. Nope. I know you can ask your router to turn on and off the guest network and I'll do all sorts of other things.
0: I I am freaked out that my phone has wi Wi-Fi access to my router.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not about to add a bunch of other internet of the you, internet of shit. Do you want to know what the funniest thing though, with the, uh, the talking tube, the connection here? was one of the things they show that you could do is ask your device to turn off the internet connection. I'm like, well, you do realize that that makes your device completely unusable. Once yeah, you it, ma- give that command, yeah, I was going to say you can turn it off, but you can't turn it back on. I know. It's like, this is like a, a suicide pact for the Alexa. You're like, turn off the internet. Wait, but that's, you my know, that actually world. might
0: be the, that might be the best feature it's ever had.
1: Maybe turn off kill yourself Yes, kind of because who hasn't wanted to like looked at the thing and been like alexa kill yourself Uh (laughs) uh-huh well see now the beauty is if you had this set up correctly you could be like turn off the uh wi-fi to the wife's phone you know and then (laughs) or to the wife's tablet and then see what kind of fun no no no
0: no because that is a roundabout that is saying alexa kill me with extra steps
1: (laughs) and results same thing right your wife knows where you sleep. This is true. I'll be playing around with this, see what else I can find to make this router do. But so far, I'm impressed with the uh, the ASUS router. It seems to be working beautifully, which is good when you like to stream audio and maybe video at some point. But I digress. Do you have anything else? I mean, we are running. I I do actually. I gonna, um,
0: I I've got I've got a couple of yeah okay what do i i have four stories left oh my goodness this seems like a whole nother show yeah i know and and i'd I'd say i'd carry them over till next week but we never do um okay so uh montana legislature passes a ban on tiktok uh thoroughly unconstitutional
1: well and Um, completely impossible to enforce
0: yes absolutely impossible um Although, you know, I, I got this one from tech dirt where, uh, you know, they, they provide usually some fascinating summary and, and positions you're not going to find in, in the verge. Um, but the top tech dirt comment was, uh, some useless partisan drivel said, uh, um, the only part of the entire story they quote was, uh, bill was introduced by Mr. Knudsen, a Republican. And the comment says, well, I think I've spotted the problem. So yeah, you are part of the problem. Thank you. Asshole. Um so the the ban basically says uh TikTok is not allowed in the state of Montana period uh TikTok is not allowed to interact um no person in Montana is allowed to engage in any commerce um you know uh, it it violates the first amendment uh freedom of speech it it, it violates the 10th amendment uh interstate commerce clause uh, it violates the, uh, uh, you know, when, when Trump tried to do this at, uh, uh, when, when Trump tried to ban TikTok back in the day, uh, the, the one that was among the things that Biden knee jerk rescinded and then tried to put back later when he took over, um, TikTok at the time was, was talking about, um, uh, an, um. Berman amendment, I think was their defense. My notes are really scatterbrained. So maybe I shouldn't have brought this story. Um, let me just give some history. Uh, the thing that Trump was trying to use at the time was the emergence international emergency economic powers act from 1977. Congress gave the president, they abdicated power to the president. Like Congress does the little bitches, uh, to impose sanctions on quote, hostile nations. Um, What they realized was uh, we were trying to get a lot of electronics from those hostile nations. So in 1988, they added something called the Berman Amendment, which uh, neutered the IEEPA and by exempting information and informational materials. Then it was amended again to exempt anything that was electronic media, which these days is just about everything. So um, TikTok at the time made their argument when Trump tried to ban them saying, well, under the Berman Amendment, uh, you can't ban us. Um, the state of Montana is going to run into uh, problems with federal superseding. Uh, they're going to run into uh, First Amendment issues. They're going to run into Tenth Amendment issues. They're—it's—it's um, it's like they intentionally wanted to write the most unconstitutional bullshit that they could. Now, don't get me wrong. I dislike TikTok, but. I just feel like the entire Montana legislature needs to just be all slapped at once for this idiot. Oh, one other thing that I pulled up just because it was there. Um, A quote from the Montana Constitution, not the U.S. Constitution, the Constitution of the state of Montana. No ex post facto law, nor any law impairing the obligation of contracts or making any irrevocable grant of special privileges, franchises or immunities shall be passed by this legislature. This law Banning TikTok in Montana violates the Montana Constitution explicitly before you even get to the federal one. I Anyway, the law is so laughable that it makes me entertain the possibility that there's some kind of plot intended to set a court precedent trying to, I don't know. The only thing I can get, like the only thing that makes me think that the people introducing this had even an ounce of brain cells. And I'm not sure because they're a bunch of backwater hick Republicans from Montana. But maybe they're trying to pass a law to
1: force a court precedent that backs up the First Amendment. Right. I don't know. Which is possible. But that's, again, 4D chess. And I don't know if. I don't attribute politicians to that much intelligence. I really don't. No, not usually. So, So, yeah, doubtful.
0: And this is the story that prompted uh, my comment before the show when I said, fuck TikTok for giving every uninformed, idiotic politician something to simultaneously virtue signal about.
1: Because, you know, they're so much different than the other social media companies.
0: The, the last story that I, I brought uh, is uh, because I know that you this is something near and dear to your heart has to do with Amazon reviews. Um, supplement maker, the bountiful company who uh, issues, they put out products under uh, Nature's Bounty right. pro- brand. Um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has fined them $600,000 for misleading Amazon reviews. Uh, what they were doing was... There is a, a tool that Amazon provides to vendors called a variation tool, which is intended to be used to combine products and reviews on their site. When you have multiple SKUs of what is effectively the same product, uh, if you have 15 t-shirts in different sizes and colors, but they're all basically the same thing, then you use this tool to lump them all together and it lumps the reviews together, it lumps their ratings together, et cetera. Uh, what Bountiful was doing was using it to roll together reviews of their older discontinued products into newer products that had different formulation in order to, the moment that they dropped a the new product on the site, make it look like it already had a bunch of positive reviews. Right. So, um, the FTC did took issue with this and slapped them down. Uh, it only has to do with Amazon reviews. Cause that was the site. There was no statement in the article from Amazon. Uh, but
1: unfortunately, cause this is the Amazon system that is at fault. Yeah. And, it's uh, Amazon is setting up a system where the incentives are for them to do this. And m- multiple companies do for multiple reasons. And this is only different. I'm guessing because it, was a supplement and something that is more well, directly the, the
0: whole supplements market is complete and utter bullshit and I'm not a fan of government regulation in general you're probably aware of this by now but uh, there are a lot of food labeling places where like you can't just take a package of beef and slap the uh, you know vegan organ on there or something right. like that. Because the uh, food and drug administration will come out and hit you for false advertising. But one place the food and drug administration have definitely completely abdicated and completely said hands off is the herbal supplements. You know, they, they're also really, really, really hardcore about anything that's a drug. But if you say it's a nutritional supplement, you can put anything in you want in there. You can fill it with arsenic and be like, Oh, it's a supplement. And as long as. You put the word supplement on there, then buyer beware. Now, now I kind of think this is how all products should be marketed. But right now, supplements are the only place where you could put any kind of poison or anything you want in there, including nothing at all. You can market sugar pills and say they're a dietary supplement and the FDA is not going to care and there are no real advertising restrictions on it.
1: Right. right. And then, you know, other things like nobody's really paying attention to the quality of the ingredients, the amount of the ingredients. So, oh, yeah, you, you have to allow uh, for that. You have to wonder if you're lucky, maybe you find uh, a supplement company that's been looked at by a legitimate source that can check these things. And if you find one that's good, you stick with it because not all supplements are created the same. But in this case, I've seen this same ass hattery shall we call it with things from air fryers down the line to obviously the supplements where when each new model comes out, it goes out of the same page. And this always has confused me because there's a lot of times I'm looking for something, Oh, like a product that I bought like, like the air fryer. When, when you want the old one, right?
0: And you and go there's no to,
1: page for it anymore. Well, see, I would rather have that page be this items no longer in existence But, you know, 90 percent of the time it goes to the new model without saying it's the new model. It doesn't really tell you that that's the new model. And
0: now you know that the reason is because Amazon provides a tool that allows them to combine the new model with the old so that all of the old reviews transfer.
1: Yes. And if the reviews are good and I've seen this for completely different products. And I'm sure everybody else has run into this. Like, oh, I'm going and I'm looking for an air fryer and I pull up the thing and it's got five-star reviews and you go to read the product. And it's a weed whacker. Yes. You know, this weed whacker does a great job (laughs) on my lawn and it's like, wait a minute. What's this all about? Well, that's why. Because they're allowed to massively change the product, which I don't think makes any sense. I can understand, like you said, It's there originally different sizes, different colors. It's not there to have horribly different products. But when I just ordered my router, the one that I got is on here, but there's also two other routers. So there's three different routers on the same page. And as you go over the name, the proper photo comes up, but there's three different ASUS routers. So if somebody sends you to that page, you better make sure you're on the correct router that you want to order because they are quite different, but they're on the same page. And it's like, why does this give Asus? Is this better for them somehow to have everything on one page? I don't get it. And I see this. It's, it's really fucking annoying in coffee. If you've ever tried to order the Keurig, which I know you're not a fan of. But if you ever tried, I, I
0: used to have a Keurig back in the day. I only abandoned them when they started putting DRM on it.
1: Oh, yeah. That had to get rid of those fucking machines because there was nothing worse than putting a little pot in going, this pot is not supported. But when you're trying to order coffee and there's like 20 to 30 different varieties because, you know, flavored coffee, not only is it just dark roast, light roast, medium roast, then you got all the flavors and then you got the decaf and every fucking one of them comes in a different size box. Oh, you want that one? It's only in a 24 or a hundred. Oh, you <laughs> want that one? It's in a 48 or 64. And it's like, what the fuck? Trying to get the right combination with those pages. It's like, can you just put one product on every page? Could, that would Could make it, it be
0: it, possible that, that the reason for that is so that you can't compare them? That could be. I, I'm sure there are companies out there that don't want you doing you know, item by item comparison of their products. So they'll do stuff like, oh, this is a 24 pack. This is a 26
1: pack. And obviously it helps with the reviews. So if you've got, if you're a company that has been making great routers and you've got 10,000 five-star reviews and your new router sucks, well just throw that on the page with the good ones. Nobody will even know.
0: I think that this Amazon tool was, you know, obviously it was made with the idea that, uh, you know, you don't want a different page for the XL and the 2XL version of the same t-shirt. Right. And they, so they provided a way for the retailers to combine things. But what Amazon didn't acknowledge when they put this tool out, I think, is that the retailers will cheat. Yes, a lot of the and I think that there's some some problems with trust where Amazon did not limit the scope of this tool because they were trusting some people to do the right thing. And at least in the case of this Nature's Bounty stuff, and I think in the case of a lot of products, uh, it's being abused. And it's one of the reasons why Amazon reviews
1: not really that trustworthy. Well, no, you can't. You definitely cannot trust, you know, because they're easy to buy. Yeah. When, when you see a review
0: that is three months old with a little star on it, that says verified purchaser
1: and you look and the product you're looking at only came out two weeks ago. Right. Or in this case, if you're looking for a completely different supplement, nature's bounty might, might, may make great corsetin supplements, but they suck at iron. Well, you, why, why are they all in the same listing? It makes no sense.
0: Like, yeah, like the fluoride content in their vitamin C is a little too high, or something.
1: Hey, you need more fluoride. It'll make them teeth strong, boy. I, I just looked over. I actually have a bottle of Nature's Bounty vitamin C on my <laughs> desk right now. Yo, you're being poisoned. <laughs> that makes sense. I am. <laughs> Those
0: Chinese That's are okay. coming the, to the get you. The city is poisoning me with the, the with you know, with fluoride in the water that I'm using to swallow the vitamin C.
1: Well, then you're fine. It'll yeah. it'll offset each other.
0: Yeah, something like that. That's right. And by the way, I'm on fluoride um, because, you know, they say, at least the conspiracy theorists will say that the reason they put fluoride in the water is to make people docile and suggestible. Right. So the the thought I'll leave you with is imagine how I would be if I wasn't on fluoride.
1: Yeah. It's the uh, joke that the now disgraced Bill Cosby always said, When well, why would I want to do drugs? Well, they enhance your personality. Yeah. But what if you're an asshole? trust me i've I've had enough
0: alcohol to tell you that's the fucking truth
1: (laughs) with that said we will be back again i don't know why you fuckers aren't donating but we'll try again next week same grumpy time same grumpy channel until then i am darren o'neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle america just outside of shy where they're not firing blanks and from America's West
0: Coast, where this constant construction outside is going to make me real grumpy for the next few months, I'm Ryan Bemrose.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> Ah, we don't mention it enough, the guitar stylings and screaming stylings of John Fletcher there.